Good morning, Chris. What's going on? There we are. Uh, you know, it's Wednesday again. It's uh, sometimes it's Wheel Wednesday. Sometimes it's Wagon Wednesday. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So, so, so is this a new? Uh, you know, we always talk about it. What's on the shirt? Well, this one I've had for a long time now, but it is a uh, a Volkswagen bus with uh, I guess a twenty three window bus, maybe twenty one window. I can't yeah. tell. But um, surfboard on top. So. window man that's uh <laughs> we're in our, our 17 year old's dream vehicle she loves those things oh they're so, uh yeah well she's gonna need to save her pennies for a long time if she wants one yeah, i showed her one and it was uh it sold for almost three hundred thousand. yeah that i i believe it crazy i was like wow so you know it's funny because chris is sitting here everybody he's like yeah this one he's all modest this one i've had for a long time it's the first freaking time i've ever seen it uh it? You know, he's had he's had yeah, so many damn, uh, uh, so many of these shirts that, you know, yeah, I've had it for a long time, but I, I haven't even seen it. So, I mean, that's, you know, okay. Yeah, I feel bad for you. So, hey, we got, this is uh, kind of a fun one. Yeah. Is, you know, innovations and in, in, in profitizing from it. And, you know, we're going to go way back. We're going to go into the time machine and, and kind of take in, um, in and look way back and share some of the things that, why you guys, everybody needs to be keeping their eyes open because simple inventions um, have changed the game. And, you know, we're going to go through and, and kind of show you that. And the reason why we're going is, you know, to appreciate the, the current times in the future, you got to kind of look at the past every once in a while. And, you know, I was there for some uh, innovations that, um, you know, we now just take for granted, but I remember the first time I ever laid eyes on them. And so we'll talk about that. So, we got a class uh, this week, so great, great, uh, great team. Uh, four students, one one mentor intern. Uh, they're just going to be walking in right now. Very so, good. They, those guys, those guys, doing all right this week. They're doing good. They're finishing up with uh, interiors with Diane. We go straight into sanding headlights uh, this afternoon. Then we go into all the wet work prep, uh, and then they'll be uh, they'll be sanding their their butts off. So they're just walking in right now. They'll come over and join us. Uh, we got some cool shit. So, I mean, uh, get a pen out, uh, take notes, uh, take mental notes, uh, or just say, you know, you guys are kind of goofy and we didn't get anything out of it. So, uh, wow, we got all kinds. Karen, good morning. Um, Antonio, good morning. Shane, uh, hello. Mike, good morning. Adam, what's up, dude? PNS, Frank is on. Um, let's see here. Where's, oh, nope, nope. Frank's saying good morning to Frank and Greg. So, we got a lot of good mornings. Good morning to all of you. So, you know, uh, let's go back, and I'm going to stall a little bit because I want these guys. Come on over, guys, when you get a chance. We're going we're gonna to launch you guys. Come on over. And so we're going to take uh, – I think it's going to be fun, and we'll, we'll talk through this. Where uh, – uh, as always, we're going to have a podcast brought to you by PNS Products. So we're really excited. Uh, the always support us. Each and every week, we're going to Hey Rennie, real quick, I'm getting a bad I'm getting a bad connection from you right now. Yeah, it um it froze up. Not yet. Let me make sure. Yeah, I hope we didn't lose it. I what well, I, well, I still got you, but it's it's coming in choppy. Wow. 
Yeah, it's a... Uh... Hmm. Maybe um, you want to try just uh, dropping out and, re and coming back in, seeing if that helps us at all? Happens. All right. Right back. Actually, you might be back now. Okay, how's that? I just restarted. Let's, let's okay. Well, we're good. That's better. Okay. I'm gonna get Diane. Hey Diane, are you listening? <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta get the internet company back out. So yeah. oh look um, now now I'm getting good strength on you. So I yeah. think we're good. Boy, sorry guys. I don't know what the heck's going on with this thing. So have a seat, guys. Go ahead and have a seat. These guys are just walking up right now. We'll get going on this. So Innovations, let's talk about it, is that, you know, um, innovations and, and things that have changed, everybody thinks of the big stuff, but some of the little things are, are have been some of the biggest game changers, is that, um, let's go all the way back, let's, let's, what's innovations right now that, that we're all dealing with that have changed the industry, and that's coatings. I don't know if there's a single thing out there that has changed the game as much as coatings, but... Now, everybody looks at coatings as the game changer, but without a lot of other things changing, coatings really wouldn't matter because, for instance, if we didn't have good machines, if you had to go back and rotary everything, both steps like we used to, or you had to go rotary everything and then come out with a porter cable, and not that the porter cable is a bad machine, there's just better machines. Innovation, we're talking about innovation. Now let's go one step greater. What about clay? You know, yeah. look at how much clay has changed. They're going over to synthetic clay. Now, not everybody uses synthetic clay uh, all the time, but I would venture to tell you that it has changed the game. Here's why it's changed the game for a lot of us, is we combine two products. You take Beadmaker and this. These guys are going to show them uh, how we do it. And we can take and, and churn $100 to $125 an hour without ever touching a tool. And so... Uh, now, from there, let's talk about going one step further on decontamination. Let's go on to iron removers. So everybody thinks coatings, but there's all these other things that make coatings better that have also been innovations in the last couple decades. And right. so, you know, it's really important that we pay attention not to the, just the big stuff, but the little stuff. And we're going to walk through this right now. So now, takeaways, my thoughts. At the end of this, we're going to give you several takeaways. And I really want to take, hey, Alan, I'm going to have you sit down. Uh, that way I'm not I'm not tracking you instead of this. And so uh, one of the things I want to do is walk through and 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 there's gonna be innovations in the next few years that everybody kind of poo-poos. Uh, and let me tell you, in 0304, when coatings first started coming out, everybody was poo-pooing. Do you guys know that? Coatings were not gonna last. Coatings not gonna last. Coating won't be around. The car companies, by 2010, the car companies will be coding cars. We won't need it as detailers. By 2015, the, the car, and they did. Nissan and a couple other people played with it, you know. Still might be in, a, in, in, in the works. We might face that at some point. But right now, we're going to take, and we are on hyperspeed for success. Because what's happening is the profits, not only that the coding companies are making from it, but us as detailers are allowing us other opportunities. And so let's walk through some of the amazing uh, uh, creations. Because I was going through a car wash show in Las Vegas, Nevada, way back in the 90s. 
Uh, and some guy walks up to me and he says, hey, man, you ever heard of a clay bar? And it's not in the wrapper, right? And this is an older one right here. And I said, you mean Play-Doh? And he goes, no, no, this is clay. This will, this, this will take and get, get the paint smooth. And he hands it to me, and I'm like, dude, you're smoking dope. I mean, I'll buy a lot of stuff, but, you know, I'm not buying a stick of Play-Doh. Uh, and I want to tell you, I got I to gotta fess up. I did come home, and, you know, I had little kids at the time. Uh, I did grab their clay, their Play-Doh, and, and test it to see if this stuff, and it is, it was, it, it was designed different. For those that are listening to this, do not try that at home. It was kind of a mess. <laughs> Didn't work out too good. But that's, you know, we you, you look at things and you go, hmm, how the heck can that work? Now, how important has clay been to our industry? You know, how important has decontaminating paint been to our industry? But yet a lot of us, is it, it took me about a year to really buy onto this. And then, let me tell you, back then, this big stick of clay was like, $37. And if you drop this thing, and guys, we weren't making 100 bucks an hour back then. We weren't making 50 bucks an hour back then. You drop that, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, you're going with we are going with the microscope and pulling all the dirt out of it, putting it back to work because you're like, damn, that's like a that's like a half day's wages, you know? There's no way I'm going to let this thing go. Microfiber. You know, oh, I was I was going to say, you know, now clay is a household name. I mean, it's Pretty much, even even all our clients know clay. They don't know what it does, right? They think it removes scratches, but yeah. they at least know of it. It it has, but how long has it taken for that process? And let me tell you, back then, when we go to events, we would have detours. This conversation did happen. Hey, man, are are, are you actually clay cars? Do you clay cars? I mean, it would be a discussion back then because it's so new. But on the other side, a lot of the guys could afford it, so. If you really wanted to be a big shot, as you walk in and say, yeah, you'd be at a show, you'd go up to a booth, you'd buy like seven jars of clay, and they thought you were a gazillionaire, you know, because it was so expensive back then. So, you know, instead of wearing a, 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 a Breitling watch or a Rolex, you just you came sporting 10, 10, 10 things of clay, and, man, you were, you were the real deal, you know, back then. And, you know, microfiber, I want to take it, I'm going to bring a kit on. This is a kit. This is up in our little museum we've got in Diane's office. Is I co-created this kit with with uh, Shell Oil. We started working on this in 1999. This was one of the first sets of microfiber towels ever offered retail ever. Now I was wrong, Chris. I gave you a price the other day. This is a two set. Yeah. Uh, there's two towels in there. They're color coded. The edges are colored, and and so you we, what we did is in in the air care guide we wrote. Is one was used only for the windscreen. The other one was for the body of the airplane. Thirty-two bucks for a two-pack. Back there back back in two thousand. Any guesses of who that manufacturer was? Who was bringing in one of the earliest? They're a giant in the industry. Guess who? What you, we got our all of our microfiber from Shell Oil. Any guesses? They were way out of the time, and a lot of people don't know this. I'm going Lake Country Manufacturing. Oh, really? Lake County Manufacturing was one of the earliest to, to import uh, microfibers. Now, I already knew about microfibers. I was the one that told them about it. We had to go source it. They were one of the only sources that we could get it from. Right? I mean, is that a trip yeah. now? Now you look at micro. And I remember the first time, same show, same show. It wasn't SEMA that I learned about this. It was at a car wash show. Some guy comes in the aisle, 
And he goes, hey, man, you ever seen microfiber towel? Yeah, I've seen a towel before. No, microfiber towel. And back then, the texture is different. You know how microfiber grabs your hands if you got – Yeah. Back then, it was even more. And he put that thing across my hands and feeling that texture. And I was like, oh, God, what the hell is that? You know, it just felt – you'd never felt anything like that before. Now, that one did catch on pretty cool. Is I, 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 I'll be honest, is, you know, I took and bought in and I bought, you know, a couple of microfiber towels right then and there from the guy. And I'm thinking the, the company's still there. It's like Joe the Towel Guy or something like that. He's in the, 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 the car wash industry. And so I bought a couple dozen microfibers like right then and there. And we were hooked. And, and again, man, they were really expensive back then. And again, you came sporting up that seam or something like that, holding some microfibers, you were king. It was real simple living back then. You know, we didn't get into all this this fancy stuff. Is that? And then there's discussions on that. Hey, hey, are you using are you using microfiber? I mean, there was discussions of people asking you if you're clean or microfibering. Um, in the late '90s, steam steam came into play. Look at the part that steam plays now. Is that when we got our steamer in in the in the '90s? There there was like three detailers in Texas and myself. And my buddy here in California that were utilizing steam. And I remember coming out and 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 we just didn't know how to use it. We had to figure it out. There's no brackets to, to hold the towels on. Um, it, they were small, they were really small European made units. And so, you know, as soon as I saw that, I adapted. And and there's a reason why I'm telling you all this. So, you know, we saw those major innovations in the in the early days. Uh, but in between where I say that detailing got put on the hyper, you know, hyper success is a lot of things started happening, too. And that was relationships. In 2005, there was a small group of detailers, very small group, uh, about half of them still around. Um, and we would get together at different events. And we started talking and communicating because back then detailers didn't talk or communicate. We hated each other or they hated each other. Uh, but a group of us, you know, and, and I won't even try to name them all because I do a disservice by leaving one person out. I do be a dis disservice, but I've talked about it many times. What You know what, Chris, we need to go on the hunt and find as many of them that we can and bring them on. Because well, you're going to have to start a list because I definitely don't know who they are. <laughs> Logan and I will start that list, but we'll we'll do that because a lot of the, the main characters are still around. And it'd be cool. You know, it'd be cool is to try to get them all together again and and just record that because it, it wouldn't be an hour you know it'd be it'd be it'd be worth something just to sit down with these individuals because man i mean it the the, the the industry was lifted at that time starting in 05 it went a different direction here's why is we all agreed some many of us were already successful but we wanted to bring the whole you know a rising tide lifts all ships you know and we wanted to start bringing detailing up because all of us were fighting with the same thing that you know a lot of us talk about today is underdog people under but you know bidding you doing crappy work you know going out and selling code all these things were going on but at a much greater now and there was no combating it back then and you just had to either dominate survive and we're i'll be honest we were assholes to each other is, is that's probably where some of the ugliness comes from because listen if, if you try to reach out to somebody and if if they hit back on you, you just hit them with a stick. You just you just beat them. You just beat them. And that's where the word gypsy comes from. Uh, it's also about the time 2006 that the mafia, the detail mafia, started coming together. And for the industry, it's not a big deal. But for me and a lot of other people 
in the industry that share things, it's a very big deal uh, because a lot of, of like-minded people came together and we started taking and putting serious business packages together. Um, the IDA, there was different groups that were being born, but the IDA came about and that was a big time for the industry. It still is. Uh, and then events is that, you know, our first time all meeting at SEMA is that I think we gathered up eight or eight or 10 detailers. That was it. Uh, and then the next time, I think we got up to about 48. Um, when we had our party eight or nine years ago, I don't know. What's this going to be? What, what year is this going to be? Missed last year. So, um, oh, uh, nine years. Well, I don't, I don't know what number I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. I think it's going to be nine years, but that first year is 48 last year was, or, you know, last time we had SEMA, uh, was what at 400, you know? So oh, yeah, it's grown a little bit. And so I, I mentioned those things because here's what happened that first time of, you know, nine years ago, 10 years ago, when we decided to throw a party and get everybody together, everybody was still a little offish. They weren't sure to how to handle each other. And this last time, everybody's hugging, you know, everybody's every, and I won't say it was a hug fest because there's people there that can't stand each other. But here's the deal. We've also matured past that is I've watched fights go down. Industry fights. I've watched them. We used to say we we're going to put it. We we're going to put an octagon together, you know, for detailing and just let them go at it. Um, I'd actually like a piece of that. Um, if I could. There's a couple people I'd invite into that. Um, dry sanding started coming into play is, you know, this is the same time frame. And, and again, for a lot of people, it has an impact. For a lot, it really has. For the industry, it's really impacted because the quality of papers and what we're able to do is getting better and better. So now the big innovations. Let's talk about some big innovations and what they've done. And I really want you guys to pay attention to what I'm going to say here is because I'm going to tie it in to how you, all of you as detailers on the ground in the trenches, can take and change your perception in the way that you market your company. Coatings. Again, uh, there's a lot of supply tools. There's a lot of things that make coating great. But coding alone, and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to call something out right now. Coding alone has changed the industry, and the company that changed it the most. A lot of great companies. We've got our own coding. Got my name on a couple boxes of coding right over here. But I'm going to give credit where credit's due. And Ceramic Pro put coatings on the map for all of us. Yep. Now there's a lot of other great coatings out there. Here's why. Um, there's two companies I'm going to bring up right now that have changed the game, and I want you to watch how they market because I want we we talk about this a lot. In our, in our companies, is that I want you to think about two companies, Ceramic Pro and Rupes, okay? A coating company and a polisher company, right? Tool company. Wrong. You know what both those companies are? They're marketing, marketing companies. companies. They're yeah. marketing companies that happen to make great products. But you look at the way both those companies market themselves, love or hate them, doesn't matter, is that both of those companies are marketing companies. You look at what Chick-fil-A is. Chick-fil-A is a restaurant. They're a marketing company. In-N-Out Burger, they're a marketing company. You know, the best detailers, we talked about this all week, is that you really need to become a marketing company. Now, it doesn't mean that your product's bad. Doesn't it? it and and, and look, at, look at the loyalty that both of those companies got. You guys are going to be all over Rupes Tools, you know, later this week. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they're full of it. I'm just saying that before they're anything, they've become a marketing company. And it's here's what all of us need to learn from that is that we need to take and learn how to do the same exact thing. 
And I'm going to make some points here in a little while that will lock that in for all of you on a local level. DA polishers, large throw, forced action, all those things completely changed the game for us. Um, you look back at, you know, when we were, when we were doing aircraft, big aircraft, we really got successful at doing big aircraft. I would have given my yeah, – I probably wouldn't have. I talked to, I have to talk to Mike Phillips at first about giving my right leg, you know, for a polisher. But um, <laughs> I know, Mike, I love it. We can say that. He always calls me bald, so <laughs> you can say that. So here's the deal is that – is if you would have seen the profitability we could have made more money with, with whether it's a flex forced action or a Mark three 15 doesn't matter. If we would have had those 10, 15 years before they came out, uh, I, my, 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 my net worth would be double. I want, I want to say that again, a tool could have doubled my net worth. Why? Because the quality would have went up and the time involved in doing the project, would have been reduced by half. Yeah. So look at the innovation that's happened in recent years. This is recent. This is some of you that are very young, you know, 10 years ago is a long time ago, you know, but it isn't in the grand scheme of thing. It's really a short time period. And, you know, I go back every once in a while. I grew, I grabbed that first generation uh, 15 or 21. And then I grab and I put the, the Mark three in my hands and it's like, Wow. I mean, they came. I mean, that first generation, we thought, holy shit, this is badass. Now you put that still a badass tool, but you put the Mark III in your hands and you don't want to pick up the first generation anymore, you know? Yeah. And and it's, you know, you look at the you look at the first generations of 911s, you know. Um I'm 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 wondering if my Rupus, my first generation Rupus tools are gonna work me any money like my port the Porsches. You know, I wonder if I should keep. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not sure it's the same. Th same with technology, although maybe a little bit. I mean, people might be into old iPhones, but they yeah. sure don't work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, the, now, now here's one of this is where I'm going to kind of start tripping our minds up a little bit. Is the development of our minds in the detailing industry has probably been the biggest, the biggest change. Is here's why is that we are now really coaching these guys. Will tell you, I'm hammering them. Every aspect, every step of everything, all the way, every, especially when they get, get over to me in the next uh, three days, two and a half days, is going to be tying everything in to entrepreneurship. Is that no longer can we just be addicted to shine? You can have that shine addiction and you can do amazing things with your hands, but it's got to take and turn into profits and it's got to grow in profits and it's constantly got to escalate in profits. And, and that's where we're changing a lot. So what's ahead? So what's going on? Uh, where are we where are we going? What what kind of innovations are going to be happening or happening right now? As I mentioned, people, uh, we've we've got a, a, a much higher level of educated professional coming into the detailing industry. And let me tell you, is is if you're not educating yourself, and I mean taking going out and taking junior college classes in finance. I mean going out and you don't have to go get your degree. But you better be you better be financial savvy because these individuals coming in and you can say, oh, I don't see it. We do. That's what that's what my industry is. That's what I do is we we take train people. Yeah, we we, we train. We got we've got great skills that we share. But what we do is build entrepreneurs. It's our job. And I'm telling you right now, if you're not taking 
and paying attention and you're not educating yourself, there's going to be somebody that comes into this industry. Just because you've been in it a long time doesn't mean that you're, you're safe. Is that matter of fact, I would try to take and take out the most popular and most uh, long-term shops in an industry by being smarter than them. Simple as that. Just by being smarter than them is listen, there's a lot of dumb shits in our industry, but there's some brilliant people. And not only are there brilliant people coming in, there are a, there's, a, a, there's a massive group of people that weren't so brilliant that have made themselves brilliant. Listen to that. Yeah. Is that the old school detailers, and they've gone, they've looked at it, and they've opened their eyes and said, I can't do the, it can't be as business as usual anymore. Because I got to change my thinking because this dude's coming in and changing it up. And let me tell you, more and more, you can see it all over online, is that we're getting detailing companies that are starting to be marketing companies. They're not just detailers. They're marketing companies. And that's dangerous if you're in their market, especially if they can tie in and they really know what they're doing. And if they got good personalities and they, they're really good at connecting with people, I would really be watching that, that competitor very closely and I'd be sharpening your skills. Uh, next, education. is We are seeing there's so many great uh, I mean, you go online, you can become YouTube certified if you want to. Um, but there is good information to watch. I mean, I, I watch stuff, not a lot. I'm careful of I, what garbage or wealth I allow into my mind because there's a lot of garbage out there and you got to be able to sort through it and you got to be able to do a little research and look at who's telling you what they're telling you. And is it, is it theory or is it proven? I can tell you something right now is that if I let it, if it exits my lips, it's 99.9% .9 of the time not a theory. Is I'm very cautious to say things. I really think things out pretty hard. And and, and on our group, the, the entrepreneurs I surround myself with, we have our theory, our, our, our saying, our tagline is no theories. Is now when new 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 opportunities arise, oh, it's all theories. You know when it when it comes up, but we quickly eat it up, spit it out, reheat it, rethink it, reprocess it, and there's a couple hundred of us that do that, so we can do it pretty rapidly. And then there's it goes out from the larger group to a smaller group to a smaller group. We compact it, we learn it, and then we start talking about it. And so you got to make sure that the people that you're listening to is it is it is it bullshit something that they've heard that they're regurgitating or is it something that they've actually lived through? You know, uh, tribal knowledge can be very powerful both ways. And so if a person's tribal knowledge is they're their only tribe member, um, good luck. That's tough. And you've got to have a larger tribe these days. You've got to take and, and come in. There's a reason why the military works in packs. You know, there's a reason why if you go to Tesla, is is they don't listen to everything their fearless leader says alone. That's what he brings experts in for. And so you need to take and really look at things and get outside of your own mind. And you got to look at where your influence is coming from. I'm telling you, you're not going to you're not going to start going. Yeah. It's, 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 you, 
got you got choppy again just now. <laughs> let's get uh, let's give it a second. I'm sure it'll come back. But uh, yeah, I can I can see um you know it allows me to monitor your connection strength and right when you get choppy the connection strength drops. So. Yeah, we gotta get um, we gotta look into this a little bit more. But uh, it's uh, hopefully it comes back in just a second. Um, yeah, you're free. Yeah, you can come on. Yeah, it's um, shoot. Let's see. Yeah, I know I'm loud and clear, guys. Sorry. Um, well, if Rennie can hear me, he might need to drop it's out COVID. come back. You know, everything's COVID. Oh, so you're back on. again. Okay, well, let's see what we can do. This is really frustrating. I'm sure my bar strength here is good. It's really high. Yeah. Well, you know, there's, yeah, we'll have to, I'll have to do some testing when I'm there tomorrow. Um, Cool. We'll see. Well, let's see. You know, let's see if we can wrap this up real quick so we can get. Sorry, guys. I don't know. I mean, nothing we can do about it. it. It is weird. We've had them out several times. So, all right. So let's run into this. Is that where are we headed? Where's the thing takeaway? So before we do that, we want to take. We want to thank uh, Dr. Colorchip. Dr. Colorchip. We're going to have uh, Tony, a good friend of mine. Um, he's going to be out soon. You know, we've got all the COVID stuff behind us. Uh, hopefully, and we're going to be doing some training. Um, I'll tell you, if you're not using their system. For touch up uh it's pretty dang amazing i mean it's super simple uh color matches 100 percent uh it's easy and it's really affordable uh really high quality so uh watch yeah, they out did cool, they did a cool color match for us for air force one they did we got air we got i think we're the only the only one to have that color you know so matter of fact i just got a call i'll share that offline with you uh i guess they're facing an issue and they got some uh uh uh, little specks or something that's going on on the blue on Air Force One And so I took a picture of that sent it over to them and uh, they said it's the right color and I said it's hundred percent the right color Just get all the Tony and order them So pretty cool that we've been able to take and color match uh, I won't tell you how we did that because it color it's pretty hard to come across what it is, you know I mean it's blue everybody knows that but the yeah. actual color match it they're not real They're not real open on what color that is, you know it was kind of weird to do it. So, so hey, let's uh, last item. Let's jump in. Is that here's I I think that we're I was sharing the other day, and I think we're headed for some tool renovations. We saw Lake Country come out with that. Here's the deal: whether you like an innovation or dislike an innovation, an innovation leads to new innovation. And so I feel that we are on the cusp of seeing in the next couple of years a new wave of tooling and what is it do i mean a polisher i don't know i don't know because i've stopped trying to guess because um you know you look at steamers i i wouldn't i would have never never dreamed that a steamer would be as important to detailing as it is that first couple weeks we had it and then we we the original ones are up in diane's office and i did a video recently that showed them and and we just wore those things out 
Yeah, we had them in every location. So it was pretty major. Well, you know, I uh, think we're starting to see that one of the next innovations in tools is the battery powered tools. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, if you're under, if you're under 40 in the industry, um, I think in your career, you will have a time frame where you don't even use corded tools or very, very seldom because the battery technology is going to get so good that it will power up and it will bring the, the it will bring the power and it will bring the um, um, muscle up to the point where we need it, you know, uh, on the, on the corded tools now. Uh, there's also some really cool things coming down that I was just alluded to on a, on a, on a new tool that's being developed and I can't go into that's just, it, you think of it, it's really a simple idea that they, that, that they're going to introduce, but it's really powerful. And so I think that we're into that across the board. I think we're going to see a lot of cool things. I think we're going to continually see products change. I think we're going to see the one steps, uh, get better and better where you can take and you can cut or polish with a product kind of a, a, a last cut type thing, last cut plus all these new, there's, I mean, there's, I can, I can take a name, a half dozen companies in the last year that are really starting to, to take, and it's so, there's so many cool products coming out. I can't even keep them on testing them, you know, and, and it's, it's, and so it's just, it's unreal. So I think that's, what's going to happen. Uh, but the most important takeaways is, is one of the innovations that I think that everybody needs to be onto because, and I keep talking about it, is software. Is software, we've talked about it a lot here. It's more than just tracking your customers. It's more than just tracking your money, which is really important. It's staying in constant contact with your customers. It's going back and marketing to your existing client base worth, uh, versus trying to constantly reinvent new customers. And those detailing professionals that are utilizing software to the fullest are going to move ahead rapidly in front of those that are not. Because here's the deal. I don't care if it costs you 200 bucks a month. I don't know a software that does. Is that expensive? That's cheap. Listen, I heard a quote the other day, and I love this quote. If you can buy it for money, it's cheap. What's that mean? If it saves you your time... It's cheap. Now there's a limit to that, right? But here's the deal. Software is cheap, and it's a game changer all the way across. Next is that our marketing's got to change. Even the even the guy or gal that's riding a bicycle as a primary source of transportation needs to know who you are and what you do in your town. Everybody needs to know who you are. You need to be likable. You need to be lovable. You need to be connected. You need to be nice. You need to be supportive. You need to be a part of your community, and you need to love that community to no end, and people need to love you back. That's called having a fan base. I don't want customers. I want fans. Now, are we going to call them that? No. But you look at the value of a fan versus a customer versus a client, all these different things. You know, I had an attorney one day ask me, hey, he goes, he goes, uh, hey, you know, I've always noticed, why do you call me a client instead of a customer? I said, because Walmart has customers. Simple as that. Walmart's got customers. And I just didn't, I had to project out that image that I had of my customers, of my clients. I had to have it start here and end with them, and it worked. It worked. Now, next is that, what's the big takeaway? Is us connecting. Us connecting at events, us connecting online, 
us connecting with the IDA, us connecting at a very personal level, is that you need to be reaching out to other detailers in your marketplace and, and be nice to each other. Now, you got to be very careful. A lot of detailers don't know this. You cannot monopolize the market. It talks about fixed prices. You can share each other's menus. You can know what each other are charging, but you got to be very careful about taking and fixing prices. A lot of that going on right now. And I'm always cautious to when I see that happening on forums is guys got to be careful. You guys can't go in there and start talking about that because, you know, what? we're getting eyes on our industry like we've never gotten eyes on our industry before. And so I think that us, all of us coming together and, and being becoming closer, getting to know each other and then supporting each other. That's the greatest asset we've got. And so this is a fun one. I hope that going back in history uh, kind of takes you forward and um, pay attention to things. I will end with this. Many of you have heard the story before. Oshkosh Air Show. Um, I was representing Shell Oil. We just developed this kit that I showed you. Um, I spoke on their behalf. I got to speak. Uh, it was awesome. It was a, it made amazing times uh, of my life. And um, this mad scientist guy, you know, remember, hey, Chris, remember the movie uh, Weird Science? Yeah. I swear you not, it was the guy from Weird Science, man. I swear you, I mean, lab coat all, pins coming out, hair nuts, you know, glasses all broke and put back together. And he hands me this, this, this little thing, this little, it was a square, it was white. And he goes, man, I've heard you speak like three or four times now. I want to bring you in. And he literally handed me a proposition. He wanted to give me 25% of his company. He goes, this right here, this tool right here is one of the best cleaners you've ever used. Go home and use it. And I said, okay, so I'm real interested in it. So, you know, I get home a couple weeks later and I start rubbing it, you know, stuff down that's dirty and it's just false. You know, it's just an absolute mess. Guys, call me up. He's calling me up. He's calling me up for about nine months. He's calling me up. Blew him off, blew him off, blew him off. And I did take, I did listen to one of his voicemails and he says, listen, on the cusp of selling this thing to a big company, you need to call me back because I need your help. I'm not comfortable going to these meetings and being a spokesperson. I want you to come in. And I didn't. And he sent me another box of the products with instructions. What did I not do? You didn't test it, did you? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't read the instructions. And I had no idea that you're supposed to get a magic eraser pad wet. And I saw him about two years later, and my 25% would have been just shy of $3 million. Had I taken the call, had I given the guy respect, because here's what it was. It was a lack of respect, and I didn't think that little tiny pad was innovation enough to pay attention to anything. So my, my moral of the story is, A, always be respectful, take the meeting, return the call, and innovation can come in a lot of different ways. It doesn't have to have a plug on it, and it doesn't have to come in a little tiny bottle that costs 200 bucks. Yep. It comes in many, many ways. So, hey, guys. Go out, have a blessed uh, day. Reach out to each other, support each other. Thanks for coming on. Hope you enjoy this. We want to thank again uh, uh, Dr. Coachip for the support and giving you the three highlights of the day. Also, we want to thank PNS Products for always supporting us and so forth. Go check out their websites. You guys take care. We'll see you next time. Happy detailing all. All right. Have a great day, guys. Yeah, you too. We'll see you.